All right, welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. As always, I like to start off every podcast by thanking you, the listeners, for checking out the podcast and subscribing to the Patreon. Don't forget about that Patreon, all sorts of bonus content there for you. I'm excited for today's episode. A comedian I've had the pleasure of performing with for years now, who I don't know super well. So hopefully I'll get to know her a lot better throughout this podcast. A producer of a great show called Chicago's Finest Comedy. You can check out chicagosfinestcomedy.com. That's where you can find tickets. Uh, comedian who performs at all the big clubs. Everyone, welcome to the podcast. The one and the only Katie Miners. What's up, Katie? Hi. Hi, Joe. Good to see you. I like that you got, um, you got like a grandmother's china cabinet behind you. Looks very it's nice in video. YouTube, make an offer. No, I don't. There you go. Now, Katie, I was looking you up on Twitter, and I liked it oh. in your bio. It said from uh, sexy suburban Cook County, which made yeah. me laugh. Thank you. But then I noticed you're not really on Twitter. Your tweets are protected. I went over to Instagram. You have an Instagram. You have followers on Instagram, but you have zero yeah. posts. Are you in witness protection? Or are you... Is comedy your like disguise from your previous life? I've got no secrets, Joe. I'm just waiting for something great to say. <laughs> and I I'm sorry, you're just like the opposite of so many comedians who don't wait for anything great to say. They just talk, <laughs> talk, talk, talk. Like myself included. I just spit bullshit out of my mouth constantly. You are more of a quality over quantity. I am so about quality over quantity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, you just hate Twitter? No, I love Twitter. I love Twitter, but I'm not a lurker either because I was accused of being a lurker, just like reading other people's tweets or looking at other people's photos. I'm just not on there all that much, but I have it. I believe in people's potential, including <laughs> my own. So I have it, but I just haven't exploited it yet. There you go. Who the hell called you a lurker? <laughs> I think I we were just looking for the term. What's it called when you go on there and you see what other people are, you know, because I'll check sometimes and say like, oh, wow. Like, I see. Okay. Like that. Yeah. There was it just a, it was a kind, I think it was a, in a, delivered in a loving way, but. I, I, I thought maybe you had a run in with someone and they were like, you know what you are? You're a no good lurker. And it was a whole issue. <laughs> You're no good. <laughs> You know, women could stalk and lurk too. I feel like that's kind of a thing that is labeled just towards men. Oh no, it's equal opportunity. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I feel like you hear stories about female stalkers just as much as male, but with male, it's there's the fear of violence. See, it's a lot of creepy dudes making it look bad for the rest of us. Some of us just oh, like to stare out our window. You somebody, know what I mean? Stick up for the dudes. <laughs> stick up for the awkward yet not creepy dudes. I'm here for you guys. Follow right? me on Twitter. Yeah, follow Katie underscore minors on Twitter. Doesn't tweet <laughs> whatsoever. But she I just... might. But I might. I actually hope this. What if it's this... your follow? What if it's your follow, Joe Kilgallen? Did you follow me? No, I didn't. I think it said your tweets were protected. So I'm like. Yeah, but you can request. Ooh. That's. Doesn't I feel that weird about the request. Oh yeah, fair enough. I just requested someone on Instagram today. I didn't mean to though, because on Instagram, if you see the thing, you could click follow. I clicked follow and yeah. that's a requested. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. If I knew they were private, I wanted. Here, I'll tell you the story. You've probably okay. done shows for Larry Bloom, uh, the Funnier by the Lake shows. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah he runs a great show. Yeah, good dude, Larry. If you're listening, thanks for the spot last Friday. It was really fun. I got to headline Madame Zuzu's. Which is in Highland Park. Oh, in Highland Park, yeah. Yes, and for the for the national listeners who are thinking, "Whoa, is Joe going a little too local here?" No, here's your national tie-in, uh, everyone. It's owned by Billy Corgan, who is lead singer and songwriter for the Smashing Pumpkins, probably one of the most famous bands of the last forty years. I'd say they're definitely up there, sold millions upon millions of albums, Grammy awards, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So are. I didn't know. He owned the place. I didn't know anything about the venue. I just knew it was in Highland Park. I know there's a lot of money in Highland Park. Michael Jordan used to live there, of course. I go there. They're selling all sorts of Smashing Pumpkins merch. Oh. And with other stuff, though, too. There was other like albums, like Beatles albums and like other records. I think I saw like a David Bowie or 
who knows? So the cure and I'm thinking, oh, there's it's it's like a little music venue. It's mostly music, but it's like a tea shop and coffee venue and they sold craft beer. So it's like its own thing, I guess. And I'm like, oh, there must be big smashing pumpkins fans. And comedian Mike Wiley was like, dude, Billy Corgan owns this place. You didn't know that? I'm like, no, I did not. How would I have guessed that? And then he's like, oh, I thought it was well known. And then Billy Corgan walked in. And I got to say, tall, much taller than I thought. Yes, a tall musician. Yeah. Kind of strikingly tall. Because a lot of these singers, they're tiny. I've never met Eddie Vedder, but I saw him across the way. He's 5'4". Uh, uh, Rob. Oh, who's the Rob in the faces? What's his name? Stuart. Rob Zombie? <laughs> yeah, Rob It'd be funny if you couldn't think of Zombie. Which Rob are you talking about? Rob Thomas? The one who toured with Cindy Lauper. No, Rob Stewart. Oh, Rod Stewart. My bad. My bad. Rod. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you would have said Rod, I would have gotten Stewart immediately. But you were saying <laughs> Rob. So I'm thinking, singer's name Rob. It's got to be Rob Zombie. That's I, not, call okay. him, I call him Rob. Uh, that's awesome, though, Joe. He was but there. Is he, he a short guy, too? The show? I think so, from a distance. He did stay and watch the show. I didn't want to bug him before the show. He was kind of off in the corner eating. He was standing by himself. You know, he's kind of like checking out on the business. But apparently Larry says he goes to all the shows and just kind of uh -huh. likes to lay low, though. I gave him a space and privacy, although their third album, Melancholy and Infinite Sadness, which is a double album, was the first CDs I ever bought. The first cassette was Green Day's Dookie. Oh, wow. So I'm kind of dating myself. I'm mid-30s, everyone, if you guys are wondering. I don't think I've... I'm 36, but I'm getting to the point where ever since I turned 35, I go, I'm in my mid thirties. I just leave it open to uh, how old people want to think that is. Anyhow, long story short, uh, the, the venue itself followed me on Instagram. And then when I clicked on that, I saw like Billy Corgan or so I saw something where Billy Corgan was suggested. So I clicked follow, you know, I'm like, Oh, fuck it. I'll follow Billy Corgan on, you know, I performed at his venue. He, yeah. he thought people told me he was laughing really hard. Um, you know, I didn't talk to him after the show or anything like that. He kind of uh, bounced right away. But I clicked yeah. follow, and then it said requested. And I'm thinking, how the fuck does Billy Corgan have a private Instagram? I click on it. It's not even that private. He's got 135,000 followers. So he's just – he's private, but he's basically letting anybody in. You're not yeah. screening 135,000 people. Probably not. Maybe. Are, is that your process? Are you screening people? I don't know, but I mean, if you make yourself a big pot of tea and you just take the weekend and <laughs> vet your followers, I don't know. I don't know other people's life. I don't presume to know. That's well, you awesome, know those though, Joe. That and it's cool. I like your approach about interacting with famous people in a have in their habitat. Of like, I want to be the person who they make eye contact. Like, oh, cool. I'm not going to like run up to you and, you know, fangirl you or I don't know. It's a tough. It's I don't know. It's a cooler thing to do, I think. But. I think the approach should be when meeting any celebrity. It depends the situation. Obviously, it's a little different. I'm performing. I was the headliner going last. I was doing 30 minutes of stand up. In Joe, did you venue. headline that show? I did. Yeah. And. Thanks, Katie. It was real. I like that little dick. Oh, were you the headliner? Huh? Big shout out for your headlining. I feel like that's what you're doing. I saw the poster. Of course you were the headliner. Okay. So, um, but you know, if I would have, I think he was kind of like thinking to himself, as soon as he's done, I'm bouncing out. If he was sticking around, I probably would have said, hey, what's up? Really like this spot. And then there's the conversation. I imagine he would have followed with, hey, dude, you were fantastic. Your latest album, almost as good as Siamese Dream. And I'm like, hmm. You're probably better, but whatever, dude. It's different. It's comedy versus music, Billy. Why are we why are we arguing, my man? You know what I mean? We could both be great. We got the Chicago thing. We're Cubs fans. Come on, dude. But I imagine you go down like that. Your dad? And others dad. Yeah, other celebrities I've met. If it's not like with comedy, it's different. They see you perform, there's like a thing where it's like, hey, you enjoy the shit. There's like a thing you can talk about. Out in the world, if you bump into them and stuff, I give them their space. Unless yeah. there's like a real split second where you feel like you could just throw like a little line out there or just be kind of play it cool. Cause I think too yeah. many people just think, Oh my God, they're so famous. I just want to get a picture with them. And it's like, why? So you could tell your friends will your friends not believe you. Will they not believe that you met them? You know, right. I think if you're in their world where they're expecting it, it's okay in a sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you meet someone 
if you're going to a professional wrestling event and you meet a wrestler in their gear, I think there'd be kind of, I, I'm sure they wouldn't mind you being like, hey, real quick, I snap one off. I'm sure they'd be like, hell yeah, go for it. Depending uh-huh. on who, or maybe they're a dick. Have you met any cool celebrities lately? Uh, I think everybody's a celebrity. I'm so excited to meet anyone <laughs> this year. I get so excited. Anyone, any other human. It's like, what do you do? Oh, you're, you're the manager of this Panera? Oh my God. Can we get a photo? Like I get well, just so thrilled to meet new people. But I will say whenever I'm working the improv, uh, especially there, I... I usually don't, I'm not the one who's like, let's get a picture. I'll usually they'll offer to take a photo, like, oh, let's get a group with every, you know, everybody. And then I feel okay about it. I'm usually not the one to be like, just me selfie before I sleep, you know, I'm just not. You play it cool. No. I play it cool. Katie, Katie Sometimes too cool, but I play, I try to keep it cool. But I think well, of that, I think in my head, you know, the, um, the Eminem song, uh, I don't know what the title is. It's like, I am whatever you say I am. If I wasn't, it's, then why would I? It's literally you called know I one? Am. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I Thanks, thought you'd be like, Joe. you know the Eminem song where he's like, hi, you know my what? name Did is. Did you ever do this? Did you ever? <laughs> that one? Yeah, it's called Hi, My Name Is. I thought you were going to, do you know the Eminem song where it's, uh, you know, it, I can't remember the name of it, but he, the chorus is shake that ass for me. Shake that ass for me. I, I can't think of the name though. It's Katie. That song is also called you know Shake the song That Ass we for sing Me. People on their happy on their birthday, and we wanted to be happy. And, right. Yeah, happy Thank birthday. You. Have you ever? <laughs> Real quick, you ever... can you hold that thought? I found out something interesting about the Happy Birthday song. Happy Birthday, the one we all sing to people at birthday parties. That was copyrighted for a super long time, which is yeah. why Stevie Wonder wrote the song Happy Birthday to you. I can't sing everybody. You can tell. But happy that's, birthday. and I think the Beatles even wrote a birthday happy song. Birthday. Oh, So if you ever watch an old sitcom, anybody uh, listening and, you know, say a sitcom from like the seventies and they walk in with like a birthday cake, they won't be singing. They'll kind of walk in and people are like, ah, or they'll sing yeah. you're a jolly good fellow. Or they cut, they cut to right when like it's about to blow out the candles. Cause for a long time, that, song was under copyright and it cost big money. Sisters, big money yeah i don't know if people realize this but, to play songs on television or movies it costs a lot of money you got to pay the songwriter whoever or whoever published the song joe this is but you were saying about celebrity thing podcast. i'm sorry we went down well, that no, song. Um, can i amend this though and i don't want to i you're the host this is kilgallen's pub and i'm a guest here I think Stevie Wonder wrote that song in celebration of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday becoming a national holiday because it's his birthday. That's true, too. Okay. Also, okay. 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 You know, I heard, I'll tell you who I heard this from. Not personally, You're but like he was on a Stevie podcast. Wonder, <laughs> he was on a podcast. Um, Donald Faison, the yeah. actor who played Turk on Scrubs, was oh, in the on movie Scrubs Clueless. And yeah. Yeah. The, remember the Titans? He was, I think oh, he was yeah. either on a podcast or some interview, and they were just talking about like industry stuff. And he mentioned those song was for Martin Luther King's birthday. But I think the story was he'd be kind of wanting to work on a song anyway because the original Happy Birthday song you really honestly couldn't play on television or movies without it costing a lot of money. But then the right copyright on. thing was lifted or something like that. I don't know. Right on. We got to write. That I gotta, I gotta find out now because next. I feel like I'm putting out bad info, bad intel out there now. I got it. Maybe he no, was, was fucking. Maybe he's bullshit. <laughs> so Eminem, he sings good. a song. I am whatever you say. And then I he am. gets mad. He's like, and I, and no, I won't sign your. I'm not gonna do it right. But it's, I love that song because it's angry, and I used to sing it really loudly or rap it or attempt to rap it really loudly on my way home from my retail job in the early 2000s and and it just where he's angry he's like i know don't get away from me i know i'm gonna sign your autograph you know you can call like you me whatever call you me want an asshole. you could call me i this. know it i just don't want to <laughs> so you're you kind of whenever you meet so a celebrity you can throw head, whenever on the i meet a celebrity i'm like oh, i don't want him to say a bad rap about me <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that too often. I have a joke about Eminem. I was always hoping would get back to me, him. 
Oh, I really? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's about Michael Jackson, Eminem, and LeBron James. Everyone, you could check it out. It's called Deadbeat Dads. It's on my first album. Listen to it on Spotify. Or you could buy the album. The clip's on buy YouTube, it. I'm sure, too. And basically, I talk about how all these famous, there's not just these three, but these are my favorite examples. But there are so many famous people whose dads took off on them when they were little that you'd think that would almost be like a deterrent for dads where they're about to leave and they're like, real quick, before I take off forever, can you rhyme? Do you have any secret talents? Because I imagine Eminem's dad works at some Michigan warehouse hating his life every day and his friends give him shit at work being like, hey, Mr. Mathers, you hear your son on the radio? He says you suck again. You know, like, um, so it's not, and the only, the only dig I give at Eminem is I just say, dude, you're worth $150 million. You don't need to be so angry. No one's taking Haley. DCFS has given up on that. She's like 27. Like, let's calm down. Cause he's still, he's still pretty angry on a lot of his stuff. Which I get it, yeah. you know what I mean? It's part of his thing. I, I, don't get me wrong, I'm a fan. I'm going to look up the lyrics to that, though, because I want to know the exact lyrics, because it's going to drive me nuts if I don't figure it out. Here we go. Eminem, I am lyrics. You guys excited? Yeah. Here we go. Let's go. I sh- should I read them as if they're like some sort of... <laughs> it starts off with... Um... Sing it like a Smashing Pumpkins song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in, in, all right, here's Eminem's I am in the key of Smashing Pumpkins tonight, tonight. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm kidding. Here it goes. It's, I sit back with this pack of zigzags and this bag of this weed. It gives me the shit needed to be the most meanest MC on this earth, on this earth. And since birth, I've been cursed with this curse to just curse. That's a lot, man. And uh, all right, I want to get to the part where you're talking about. All right. And just blurt this berserk and this bizarre shit that works and it sells and it helps to relieve all this tension. Dispensing these sentences, getting the stress in this beat. If I had an actual beat going, I might be able to do it a little bit. Um, I like it, Joe. Good. Here we go. Uh, wait. And all this tension dispensing these sense, getting this stress that's been eating me recently off of this chest, and I rest again peacefully. But at least I have the decency if you, to leave me alone when you freak when see you me out in the streets when I'm eating or feeding my daughter. To not come and speak with me. Speak with me. I don't, I don't know, know you, you and know, no, I don't owe you a fucking thing. I'm not Mr. Instinct. I'm not what your friends think. I'm not Mr. Friendly. friendly I can be I a prick if it. you tempt me. My tank is not empty. No patience is in me. If, if you fend me, I'm lifting you, you 10 feet. You're not that, you're not that tough, Em. See, you're, you're good backing vocals. Um, <laughs> no, I like it. Where's the part that you were talking about, though? Did I miss that All part? The, uh, and maybe it's the, maybe it's the second verse. Because uh, there's part where it's like when I'm in the bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That I can't even take it without someone standing by it. No, I won't sign your autograph. You can come. You know, it's in there. It second, third there. verse. Oh, here we go. I'm so sick and tired of being an admired that I wish I would just die or get fired. Yeah, just retire, die or get fired. Oh, I think it's the whole artist struggle. It's like it's in him. He cannot not rap. You ever think about that as a comedian? It's like I got to do this thing, and I'm kind of stuck. Are you always funny though? Uh That's yeah. I mean, I, I noticed that when I hang out with large groups of comedians, there'll be some, there'll be a lot of laughs, but I feel like most of the conversations are pretty genuine. Where, so I was over at uh, Jonah Jerkins' house over the weekend. Saturday and good dude. And it was mostly comedians, but there was a few non-comedians. I could tell like the one woman who was really nice and cool, but I could tell she was kind of expecting us all to be like hilarious with every word. And I'm like, we're just normal human beings having a good time talking. It's not like we're not fucking clowns. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, honk this and all that stuff. So I was, it's interesting. Cause she had, she had a dark sense of humor. She threw a few things out. We were getting laughs off of reacting to the crazy shit she was saying. Yeah, she was cool though. Um, but I remember she said a few things where I'm like, "Are you are you fucking for real right now? Do you need to get help?" <laughs> All right, I missed the That's last part. Question. Yeah, I'm supposed to get to her. A nice, you're good, nice person. I feel like I, I I'm very aware when I'm at a party and I feel someone's being un- or uncomfortable or whatever. I'm pretty aware of it. You know what I mean? Um, oh, can I tell a story? But oh, I don't know. It's some. It involves somebody else. It's it's a podcast. Of course, you can tell a story. Anyway, everyone, I am by Eminem. You should check him out. Good artist. He's uh, I got a few hits. Good like artist, real up and comer. Uh, real up and comer. Needs a if big you break. like Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the story? Come on, lay with it. Hit, hit me with it. Uh, no, 
it involves somebody else, and you have to don't you have to check what's the podcast etiquette, Joe? Is it it's another just comedian? About being story? a nice person. Yeah, it's another. It's just about a comedian being a nice person. So I went to go see a show at um, uh, Rosemont, Zany's Rosemont, and um, and it was a Thursday night, which means there's a fireworks uh, spectacle in the you know park of Zany's after the show on Thursday night, and so we walk out of the show, and Michael Myers was on the show, and good he's dude. terrific, real good dude, terrific, super funny, and. But there, I walk out and we're all watching the fireworks and everything after the show. And I guess there was a woman who was like, in, who had been to the show and was in a corner, like hysterically crying. And Michael was like, Katie, that woman's hysterically crying. Uh, it looks like she just had an argument with that guy that she was with at the show. And I'm like, okay. And to me, hysterical crying in public is like, that's a Thursday. That could be your Thursday. That's not something to be like notifying other people about. But it was disturbing enough where he was like, well, I don't know, do something. And I'm like, yeah, go check, see if she's okay. But he thought it should be like a lady, you know, like a, a lady intermediary. Like he would be too intimidating or maybe she would not be as receptive to his help or I don't know. Anyway, but he was concerned and caring enough to be like, go can you go check on her? And, you know, there's nothing I love more than being roped into a (laughs) (laughs) some free social service. (laughs) I totally get it from his point of view though. You know, you you see a woman crying, you think, Oh, she's going to want another woman to talk to her to console her perhaps. Right. Perhaps. Absolutely. That's airing on the side of sort of, societal caution, I guess that was the right thing to do. But, uh, but anyway, so it turned out she just needed a good cry. You know, uh, we all worked it at out. A comedy show. Wonderful. At, well, after the comedy show. Okay. <laughs> well, I have an after interesting story too. You remind me of a time and longtime podcast listeners. I might have told this when it happened because it happened about maybe two years ago. Yeah. And I think in like late 2018, I was outside a bar, the drop that used to have open mics, but it, the, the bar's not there anymore. It's in Lincoln Park. The downstairs? And, uh, we knew, yeah, the downstairs bar. They'd have shows too on weekends occasionally. So I was there talking with my buddy Nolan Rafferty, owner of Galway Bay Pub. Great dude. Galway Bay Great Pub, 500 name. West of Versi Parkway, Chicago, Illinois. Free plug because I love him. Nolan. They give me free Guinness. Nolan. Good dude. You never met Nolan? I don't know Nolan, but that's a terrific name and an awesome pub. It is a good name and it's a great pub. So we're outside the bar, you know, hanging out a little bit. It was like a nice summer night. And this woman kind of is teary eyed. She comes towards us and I can tell there's something wrong. And immediately I did kind of think is there was just a woman out here who could probably help you. Right. I don't know. I didn't say that to her, but in my head, I'm like, just cause I, I just don't, you don't know, you don't, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a tough right. issue, tough issue. So here's where it gets interesting. She says, I just got into a fight with my boyfriend. He hit me. Um, I need to, I left my phone behind. I'm not going back there. Can I borrow your phone? And I'm thinking, yeah, sure. Do you need to make a phone call? And she's like, actually, can I log into my Gmail? Is that cool? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't have the Gmail app, but you know, it could go to the website. Is this through tears still? She was the tears. Like you could tell she just finished crying. She wasn't still crying, Okay. but you could tell she was post post a good cry. (laughs) Right, like there was there was signs that oh you you had some uh some some stuff going on in those eyeballs. You'll you know? need to open a browser. I don't have the app. It's funny. I yeah I didn't. I wasn't a Gmail person at the time. I I'm not. I've since have the Gmail app mainly because of this story. I think I downloaded soon after because I rarely use my Gmail. Uh, I use for the Google Calendar and that's about it. Because I was a what Yahoo guy because uh-huh. of Yahoo. Because Yahoo, Yahoo. Yahoo Fantasy Sports is way better. Ooh. So I tell her, you could just go through Safari and, you know, log into <laughs> Gmail there. Here's what a fucking idiot I am. She opens up Safari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it opens right up to Pornhub. Apparently, I didn't exit out from, you know, earlier that day. And uh, I was like, oh, ooh, sorry about that. And then she's just like, no, it's fine. Like, she kind of giggled it off a little bit. Um but because I remember just thinking to myself, terms like, terms were like crying woman. <laughs> luck, yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> like, by the way, I'm going to 
I'm going to file this conversation we're having right now and store it away because you are my fetish. A crying woman. No, of course not. (laughs) Luckily, it was just a homepage, which is just general. Um, But in my head, I'm like, this woman's probably already thinking men are the worst. Can I borrow your phone? Bam. Porn. Wow. My friend Nolan was like, you fucking idiot. You don't X out your shit and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, it's my phone. I'm the only person who uses it. I'm I'm married. I don't give a fuck if she's like, oh, what? You watched porn earlier today? Yeah, it was. Home Alone? And what do you know? Don't judge. You know, we're all, we're all creatures. We're all God's children. Damn it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Uh, I like how you're like, that's a way, that's a sweet way to be like, yeah, see porn's nice. Um, but yeah, she, uh, my, my friend then got me paranoid. He goes, I don't know why he didn't interject at the time, but when she handed me back the phone, she was like a foot and a half away. He goes, check your Venmo. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, sometimes people use your phone and then they Venmo themselves a bunch of fucking money. And, uh, she didn't. Thankfully, um, I don't even think I had the Venmo app updated or working at the time because I, I checked it. I'm like, no, nothing. See, and I was like, I was nearby. I would have noticed. And I'm like, he goes, yeah, you never know. And then that made me sad because I'm like, at first I thought I was doing a good deed, helping this woman. And then right away, I'm like suspicious. Now, if another person asks for my phone, I'm going to be like, mm, nice try. You're not getting my Venmo. I think you're, you're right to be suspicious about it, Joe. That gut reaction of suspicion is right. Who wants, I would never borrow someone's phone. I would go to a CVS and ask to use their phone before I ever. People asking to borrow your phone is one of those things. It's creepy because you know people take their phones everywhere. And all that business you just spoke about with the site that you frequent, no, I don't want to touch your phone. Mm -mm. So good rule from everybody. I don't know. I feel bad when you lie because everyone knows you're full of shit. (laughs) Everyone knows you're full of shit if you say, Hey, I don't have a phone on me or whatever. You just have to straight up tell someone, I don't want you using your phone. I don't want I remember you to one use time, it. And I'm nice to homeless people, but a homeless guy asked for my phone once. And I was just in my brain. I'm like, I'm not letting you put your face up against my fucking phone. I didn't say that, but I was just like, Hey man, here's a buck or two. And then I kind of like walked away. I just, I felt bad. But then also in my head, I'm like, who the fuck did you have to call right now, buddy? Children of God, Joe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Would you let a homeless guy use your phone? I wouldn't let anyone use my phone, I think, is the takeaway from this. I would make the call for them That's or smart. find some public place for them to make the call. Unless it was yeah. some crazy story like, do you remember that movie with Rachel McAdams where she's on an airplane with Ryan Murphy? Was it called, with Scarecrow, right? Red yeah, Eye. it's called Red Eye with Killian Murphy. And they, and like, he like, with the pen, like the pen in the throat, and, but it's like, I have to use a cell phone. I need your cell phone. I would let that, if that scenario played out or someone presented with that level of, I would say, yeah, okay, worth it. If, if Rachel McAdams specifically needed my phone, she would, she could have it. <laughs> Me too. Most of the mean girls class uh, cast, I should say, they get the phone. It's all theirs. Agreed. 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 Katie, you seem to have a real positive outlook on life lately. I've noticed uh, you made a nice post on Facebook a few days ago, complimenting all the comedians you had seen that night. Just you went to some shows as a spectator. Not all of them. (laughs) Some of them sucked, I'm sure. Um, And you sent me a lovely. Yeah. No, go ahead. I like when praise is specific. Those shows were entertaining top to bottom, but I like to point out sincerely when someone really like, oh, that was real particularly good. Don't you? Otherwise, it's like, everyone killed the best show. Like, yeah. uh. <laughs> No, you're right. There's something more meaningful uh-huh. about a specific praise i agree if someone told me hey i like if they were saying i like that one joke in particular or that line or the way you whatever Mm -hmm. and you kind of did that with me you sent me a message the next day basically saying hey i really liked the crowd work you did with this table or something like that i can't remember what it was no no specific i already forgot but you think yeah, something about just the crowd work that night. You just really, every time you came out, it just set everybody else up for success. So I like that. 
Yes. Thank you. Well, that was a Sunday show too. And a Sunday show, if you're hosting, you really do have to bring it because even the Sunday crowds kind of know we're a Sunday crowd. Okay. Some of them kind of, they feel it. They go, it's not as packed. Why? Because it's Sunday. And they, they take that energy with them. And so they really need that first comedian to kind of just kick it, kick down the door in a sense. Right. Yeah. Which I think is a skill like independent of whether or not you're like a headliner or you're just incredibly funny or you have a lot of material because you have so many album recordings and you, you know, you're a headliner, but you can still take, you can still be in that spot and, and do that incredibly well. You can still start a show and keep it up and not every headliner can even do that. I don't get that. I don't know why, but they can't. Yeah, that that show was particularly fun. I remember though, if you had gone to a show any other time that weekend in particular, you'd have been like, "Joe's terrible." I'm not sending him a message (laughs) saying good job. I'm going to send him a message with some tips. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But we also had the pleasure of working together at CG's Comedy Club in Bolingbrook, which is a new favorite of mine. I really like that club. I filmed my set that night too. And remember I was talking about how much I liked the lighting there. The lighting was good, but I got to get the sound on my, I got, I got to fix. I just bought this new camera, everybody. So I could start putting out more clips and everything like that, especially crowd work clips. Cause I feel like I get a lot of really good crowd work that I'm sure people would enjoy. Anyway, though, I got to learn how to work the damn camera though. I wish cameras were as, as easy as just point and shoot, but there's so many little settings you got to get right and all that stuff. Okay. And, it just didn't come out looking nearly as good as I thought. And the lighting there is awesome. So it should have came back good, but I was not completely focused and all that. And the sound was a little off anyway. Uh, uh, let's get back not, there. Glenn, yeah. Martino, if you're watching, book, book us again. Yeah, book us again, right? We need but a Katie, Joni you told me, I hope you don't mind me bringing this up. Are you okay with talking about your being a little sick over the last year? I probably should have asked oh, you this yeah. before the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know about it, but you were, you're telling me that you had, you had COVID and it, you know, I mean, that's not like a big secret. A lot of people had COVID this clearly, um, you know, my wife and kids had it, but you at fucking, you were in a hospital. Yeah, it was bad. Do you mind I telling got, like, sure. how, do you, how, where, how do you think you got it? First of all, I don't from somebody else. Was uh, it sexually transmitted or? I, I wish. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> <sick>. <laughs> that would be funny if someone's like, how'd you get COVID? I didn't work on him. You know, you gotta, gotta protect guys. This, I don't know what I was thinking. It's really dumb. This girl's coughing all over my body. <laughs> Kidding. Oh my gosh. No, um, I had done, um, I, I was so, I was so vigilant. I was definitely, I was like a two mask wearer uh, oh. in public. I also worked the whole time. So I I work in construction and uh, like in accounting, not like roofing. Uh, I work in construction and that was deemed essential. So we worked in the office and going like the whole entire time. So I it could have been work. I was going to restaurants when they were open in small group social distance, but still with me, you know. Um, I had been to an open mic where it was later, conf- where someone actually did material about that they thought they were positive, and that what an asshole! Off. What an a- who who I uh, didn't name them. I'm kidding. It was so it was so, which is only like I was like that's funny, huh? And then later it was like, oh, that could have been it. You can't trace, like, I don't exactly know. Um, I also worked that entire weekend. I mean, I had done probably eight shows from between Thursday or like that Wednesday and that Sunday because I was, uh, I tested positive on October 28th. I was so, so, so sick the night before. And then I thought, oh, this, what do I got? What have I got? And then called an immediate care. And then they tested me that within like an hour and it was positive and I was devastated. And it's like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Um, yeah. So you what got the high fever. How had your oh, fever? Yeah. Get to yeah. It? So, um, it was 106 after taking like ibuprofen 
to lower it. So that was really bad. And it never got 106. I thought that kills you. How, how high does it go no, before no, you're like, you're dead? I think dead. it can be 108. Jesus Christ. I think Christ. it can be 108. So it was between 104 and 106 with, um, with drugs, you know. Uh, yeah, but that range, that, you go to the hospital. Well, above, yeah. Once, well, what happened was that, so I lived like that or, you know, for about a week, a full week. And then after like, Seven, about like six or seven days of that high fever, I could no longer like keep water down because that's all I was drinking is water because I was sweating profusely. I was, you know, throwing up constantly. But then every sip of water that I took immediately came back. So I wasn't able to stay hydrated. So I could feel everything start to shut down. Shut down. Uh, And then my family was like, forget about it. We're taking you. Um, to the hospital. So, and then that's basically what it is. My breathing was okay. I got supplemental oxygen, but I never needed to be vented. Thank God. And, um, not, you know, never lost my taste, which is, I mean, I wasn't eating either, but like that was yeah. never a symptom. Uh, but it was mostly, yeah, the insanely high fevers. I lost my hair after one of my teeth. Yeah. Fell can out. you tell me about that? I, sure. when I ran into you, you mentioned wearing a wig. I'm like, Oh yeah. You're wearing a wig. And you're like, yeah, and I had no idea. And then you told me you had COVID and I guess what the fever was so bad. And I guess that's a side effect that you could lose your hair. It's something called telogen effluvium. And it's basically like a massive shedding of your hair whenever your body is shocked by something like viral illness or even hormonal changes, like in pregnancy, it can happen. Um, So about two months after I had recovered, my hair started falling out in clumps, like full on, just gone clumps. And it's growing back. It's growing back underneath. I mean, I'm wearing a wig. Was it like that scene um, in the movie, um, The Craft? You ever see The Craft with those like, no, teenage witches? No, Nev Campbell's in it. it. What it, I love Nev Campbell, though. She so the one, the one set in Chicago was so good. The, it. Was that film in Chicago? The It Girl in that movie was, I think the actress who's uh, Ben Stiller's wife, she was like a shit talker and mean to the girls because they were all goth and like witchcraft girls and she's like the hot blonde cheerleader. And so they put a spell on her where she'd lose her hair and literally she's like in the shower and it's just clumps and clumps and she's like, what is happening? And she's just crying as it's all falling out. It Maybe, maybe it that's was. what happened. Did you piss off <laughs> some goth unrelated. chicks? It was unrelated to COVID. <laughs> I made totally unrelated. Like crystals. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get you. Uh, no, it was it clumps, and I thought it, it probably was similar to that because in the showers where I first noticed it, were literally the drain just full, just all my hair was falling out, and I was freaking out. So every day, I collected in little Ziploc baggies with the date on it because I'm really science oriented, uh, and I thought, oh, this is going to be valuable information or whatever. And I then I called my doctor after about five days when I had pretty much no hair left, and. Um, and she goes, okay, come in, you know, we'll see you what's going on. And then I showed her my Ziploc baggies of every single day with all my hair in it. And she just looked at me like, honey, like, get rid of these. Like, I believe you. You didn't need to bring the evidence. Like, what if you had gotten stopped by the police? I mean, just saw, like, Ziploc bags of human life. They would have thought you were a serial killer. <laughs> they would have for sure thought that. Oh, my gosh. She was like, it's not going back on your head. So why don't you go ahead? You know, like pulling it away from me. Why don't we go ahead and discard of all of your hair? I like how your doctor um, sounds like the sweetest Midwest mom of all time. She's honey, the best. Honey, Dr. Natalie. You. Oh, I love Dr. Natalie. She's the best. Um, but yeah. So honestly, what was going through your head, though, when hair was falling out of your head? Was Did you have a break? Were you, I would have fucking lost my shit. I would have been so emotionally wracked. If, it was because so that's it something was, out of nowhere, you know, you're losing hair, or you know, that's got to be I scary think as that's hell. That's what it was. That's what it was. And maybe people who are listening who experienced COVID or or something even similar, where you where it's such an unknown, where things are happening, and and even like the internet is unsure. Like there's not even a consensus of expertise to say, oh, this is expected, or oh yeah, that could happen, or this might. You know, it was just so out of the blue. But I figured, you know, okay, you know, it's 
it was it was the sickest I had ever been. So the fact that things kept happening was not that surprising. The tooth falling out was unexpected. You had a tooth um, fall out? Yeah, because it affected like the vascular, something to do with like blood flow and anyway, and it, <laughs> all my teeth hurt really bad. I could not brush my teeth at all while I was had COVID. Everything was too sensitive and um, just strange, just bizarre. So I would rinse with golden Listerine and uh, you know, the original, the golden. That's yeah. the only thing I could tolerate in my mouth, that and then uh, water. And- uh, Oh man. But yeah, one of my teeth fell out like a month and I freaked out. I'm like literally apropos of nothing, like not even like biting into like a, a you know, over microwave quesadilla. It just was like, <laughs> and then, uh, but I called my dentist. I have a super hot dentist, also very competent at dentistry, but super hot too. And I'm like, oh my God, Dr. Were you have a hot made. dentist? Oh yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. So maybe it was, maybe it didn't have to fall out. No, it did. It just fell out. It did. You don't see a lot of attractive like, dentists, I feel like. What? In Bloomingdale, you do? Hey. Apparently. Um, really? Was your dentist like My COVID or meth? Because huge. these are some meth-like <laughs> symptoms. Coming down from a meth this is like high? A huh? game show. Uh, uh, no, and it, but they, but they, it was saved. Um, you just really, like you, if you ever lose a tooth, hey, anyone listening, especially Patreon subscribers to Joe Kilgallen, special <laughs> tip for you. Uh, just like swathe it. If your tooth falls out, just make, cover it in saliva. Just, just spit, just totally cover it in saliva. Milk, I guess if you have it, but really your own saliva will protect it the most. Um, and then either get to your dentist's office or he just told me over the phone. He's like, well, you can kind of see which way it was supposed to go. Pop it back in and then drive over here. And uh, that's what I did. Damn. What an ordeal. Get, see how people out there. Get the vaccine. Get the vaccine. Get the va <laughs> there you go. Delta variant. Who wants that? That sounds worse than what I got. Delta variant. Like, Well, someone was joking going, if we want people to get the vaccine, you have to lie to them. You can't just say it's for their health. You have to be specific. You know, your hair might fall out, your teeth will fall out, tell guys their dicks will get smaller, do whatever you can to let people well, know. I don't it's... know about, I didn't, I, I didn't measure my dick after COVID, but definitely <laughs> my hair and my tooth fell out. Those were real things. And I'm sure I'm dumber because you can't get brain cells back. There's a finite amount and some are gone. I thought if degrees. you read a lot of books, you could develop more brain cells. I guess that's something that <laughs> teachers lied to me when I was a kid then. First, second grade Maybe teachers. you can make them bigger, but you the number is done. The they go number, away. You can't make more. Who so, knows? It's a brave new world. Do people with more brain cells, are they automatically smarter than people with less brain cells? Or is there someone out there who's like, hey, I get more out of the brain cells I have than this guy who's got a lot more brain cells? It might be quality over quantity, Joe, to bring it back to something you said at the beginning. <laughs> I got to look into that. Uh, just to round it off, for just out of my own curiosity, how long, because you were like in the, you were checked into the hospital, correct? Yeah. How long were you in there for? Uh, five days, four nights. Wow. <laughs> like a stay, free breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Service pretty good too. Pretty decent. <laughs> Yeah, they, they helped me go to the bathroom, all that kind of stuff. Oh, they are so there for you. That's good. Well, thankfully, you didn't have to be put on a ventilator or anything like that, right? I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, all right. I'm very happy. Of, and your family, yours, yours were good? Your family? and Yeah, luck. Well, my wife got it while already being vaccinated. So you can get it while still being vaccinated. But uh, her symptoms were so weak that it didn't really affect her much. She okay. had, her back had been bothering her. So she'd gotten a steroid shot for her back and okay. it coincided with her getting COVID. So when she had like abdominal pain, she thought it was steroid oh. shot related. And then she gave it to our two sons and they, my one son had kind of a high fever of like 102, 102.5, which isn't like super high. And then it kind of came down, but he had mostly, I guess in kids that manifest with abdominal pain the most, because then yeah. my son who was, had just turned to my younger son, he, uh, he just wasn't eating much. You know, babies don't really know how to say, I mean, he's two, so he, he knows how to tell us stuff, but they're not specific. Like my stomach hurts. They're more just like, get that the fuck away from me. 
I don't want any food. Um, and he had like a slight fever and I didn't get it at all, but she had Pfizer, I had Moderna. So, and no one was careful than my wife. She was a COVID nurse. She, she was right. very careful throughout the whole thing. And, uh, yeah, just same thing. She's like, how the hell did I get it? And all that stuff. I don't know. Pretty bizarre. It's a, uh, it's a crazy world. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad things are open and things are better now. Um, yeah, there was that Delta variant, but I still believe everyone just wash your hands. I know like if you're vaccinated, the CDC says, so look, if we believe if we follow the science during a lot of COVID, I know there's some people who are like, fuck that. I'm still doing this, this, and this, and that's fine. That's up to you. I do get a little weird when people get mad though and say, no, they should all still wear masks. I'm like, but the CDC said, and you were listening to the CDC and quoting it all the last 14 months. But yeah. now that they're telling us some good news, you're still a little bit like, eh, and that's fine, but don't push that shit on other people. I, for one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to wear a mask in the grocery store uh, because we probably should have always been doing that as people, maybe. <laughs> Think about it this way. We're, there's going to be a time in the future where, pe- where people are going to look back and go, can you believe back in 2019, people didn't wear a mask on public buses? Ugh. How gross. Just oh, walking around with their face open on a bus. I want to get to the place well, where no one's dying from it, but also where we can get samples at the grocery store deli again. When the Costco. ladies, oh, is Costco back to sampling? I no, mean, I don't think they're. I mean, but they're when famous you get the the lunch meat, though, I think Costco's back to sampling. But Jewel, you can't get like a oh, can I get some crackus ham super shaved? And then they do one, and then they hold it up, and they're like, you want it, you know. Uh, they don't do that anymore. That was my favorite part of the grocery store. Katie, but, where are you from originally? Uh, well, I was born in Park Ridge, Illinois, but okay. then my family moved to uh, around Detroit, Michigan. Gotcha. I only asked because I haven't really picked up on much of an accent throughout this. Yeah. But when you brought up the whole going to the Jewel and the deli and shaving the meat... You kind of did bring out that uh, that Midwest accent there a little bit, a little Chicago, <laughs> and then when you said Detroit, I'm like, yeah, there's just a Chicago. hint of Michigan in there. Chicago. I was just curious. Ham and cheese. Can't yep. go to Jewel and get the the samples anymore. You can't. Uh, <laughs> I picked up on that a little bit. All right, Katie, I like to end the podcast by doing a segment I call Five Good Ones," uh, in which I ask what I determine to be five pretty good questions. And uh, they're a little all over the place. Uh, some are fun. Some are genuine. Uh, let's just get right into it, right? All right, here we go. Question number one, you get cast in your dream role, right? Like this is a huge movie. You love the character. You love the script, all that. But then you find out it requires nudity. Are you still in? Yeah. Nice. Didn't even hesitate. No. Someone's uh, someone's probably got some decent nipples then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some, not that's even my, two, just some. <laughs> some, so some vague. decent nipples. <laughs> that's my determination. When anyone's quick to say, "Yeah, I'll get naked," they're confident in their nipples. Because me, I'm the opposite though. I don't like my nipples at all. But if someone, if it was, if it was below the waist nudity, a- I would be like, "Sure, you can see my penis, my my boot, my chest, my boobs." Mm. I don't know. I have to you think know, what twice. What is it about them? What is it about them specifically that you don't? I like how you got a little own, bit louder about, on the nipple question. It felt like about your own nipples. What? Well, when they're hard, they're fantastic. Okay, but <laughs> you know, at, at rest, <laughs> at rest, at chill mode, they're just a little, a little big, a little puffy. Not like big. They're not like you know huge, but they're. They're not, I'd like them to be a tiny bit smaller, but they're just a little, the funny thing is as I'm saying this, I am now remembering the one TV role they're I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah. I have, my nipples are exposed. What am I saying? I was on an episode of Chicago med. I had a couple lines before my character blacked out and they did surgery. They did heart surgery on my character. I was Tim Vance. I got stabbed in a game of pool. Dr. Choi. I feel like that's racist because he's Asian. Is it definitely, I think it's Choi. The actor's name was Brian. Yeah. T, who's a really nice dude. And awesome. uh, the actress, the nurse was, or she was a doctor too, Nia, or her name is. They're both lovely. Everyone on set was really cool. And uh, 
yeah, I had to be, they, you know, they take my shirt off to cut me open. So I, I say so that I wouldn't want to be shirtless, though. but I was. I'm sorry, that's, what'd you say? That's so cool. That's what an awesome thing to have, like to have been on. Very cool. Well, it wasn't even a dream role, but you would, you would go, you'd go full frontal or just uh, topless? Whatever. If it's a dream role, then it's a dream role, I must have decided, I must have determined that it was, you know, significant, you know, to, or what is it called? Is it meaningful to the script? Does it elevate? Does it, you know, sure. There you go. So you're not just doing it to be prostitute number two on the <laughs> Game of Thrones reboot. If at that point in my life, that was my dream role, I would still do it. See, I, Can, I like the wait, honesty. Do I have a, but could I have a clause that once they saw it, I could, I, I couldn't be fired. Like. <laughs> <laughs> shut up like they're gonna be like mm, not we were expecting a different body under those clothes get out of here come on now. fishing for compliments i feel like you are all right question number two standard yeah. question i like to ask people there what's your favorite moment in your career what's your favorite moment in your comedy career you being a comedian oh so far right so far yeah, I mean, do you have a future moment coming up that's your favorite? That doesn't <laughs> I do. Up. I project. I dream about it. Of course. There I you do. go. Do you have a vision board? Um, of I don't course make fun I of those. do. Do you? Yes, of course I do. See, I kind of want to be one of those. I know so many comedians. They're mostly, I, know a few, I think I know one or two guys. Ron Funches, he okay. has one. Um, oh, yeah. But Lisa Traeger is a good friend of mine. She does like a vision board. Oh, she's so funny. Oh, man. So funny. I know a lot of other people. I've talked about the law of attraction on this podcast with a few people. I'm I'm pro it. it. It all makes sense to me. It's just fun. It's fun arts and crafts and positive. But I really do think if you write stuff down, not to be cut talk over you there. Sorry about that. No, but no, no. I really do believe if you write things down, uh, you're more likely to achieve it because it's where your focus goes. Like it's and it's also a reminder. I will write stuff. To, I haven't. I don't do it as often though. I know some people would like it's their daily thing. I when I remember, I try to be like, all right, I got some time. I'll you know, write down what I want to accomplish this month or any plans I might have to, you know, put in motion. But then I started to write down stuff where it's like, I want to be more present. So, but just by writing down, I want to be more present. That's in my head. So when I'm walking around during the day, I'm thinking to myself, no, be more present, put your phone down, be here in this moment, you know, and that, so the, I think that helps in general. If you like write down, I want to eat healthy today when you open the fridge and reach for, you know, a fucking can of Coke, as you're picking it up, your brain's gonna be like, Hey, hey, hey you wrote, you wanted to be healthy today. And then you're gonna be like, ah, I'll put it back. Right. And I'll reach mm -hmm. for a glass of water or something. I don't know. I'm just, I think that's cool that you do vision boards. That's my point. Yeah. Thanks. So what's been your favorite moment though? You're building a lot of suspense here with me <laughs> stealing <laughs> all the words. I think the, my favorite moment so far was getting booked. My first, week of co-featuring at Zany's Old Town when I got that email from Bert Haas asking if I, saying that he had heard good things about me on like showcases, you know, and yeah. would I like to come work for a week in Old Town uh, doing, you know, 10 minutes of material. And I think, and it was just, and just being giddy at the end of that week, at the end of all those shows and getting my check with the you know with the logo my photo is out front on wells street it just all felt so very uh real and i think it felt particularly great because i was still replaying how the bombing <laughs> at the first showcase that i ever did the rising star showcase there like uh two years prior to that it was so bad, Joe. It was so bad. <laughs> and just the, to have come, to come, I mean, it took two years, but from, oh my gosh, I'll never work here. What am I even doing? Do I even know what I'm doing? This is awful. This was terrible. Why was it so bad? And then two years later, getting to work there and then working there a lot now. So that's that amazing. Fun. Little life lesson yeah. for the kids. Don't give up. I could tell that meant something to you because your face lit up as yeah. you're talking about getting that email. And, you know, for those who don't know, Zany's is the oldest comedy club in Chicago, the most legendary club in Chicago. And when you walk in, it really does feel like show business. It's got like a 
feel to it, a smell to it where, and when you enter as a comedian, you have to go through the kitchen, which they always say, you're not in show business until you have to walk through the kitchen <laughs> to get to where you got to get to, you know, to get to the stage. Oh. And, and the walls are just covered with headshots of some of the most famous comedians. Everyone who's on that walls are as a comedian who's been paid to work there. So that was always a big get for me too. When I started doing stand-up comedy, especially being from Chicago, starting in Chicago was got to get my picture on the wall at Zany's one day. So yeah. to have that, I understand what that's like. That's a really badass feeling. You got a good one. That's a good one right there. All right. Question number three. What is your, who or what? No. What am I saying? What? Who is your favorite band? Oh, Joe. I you love give me music. a top three if you can think of one. I love music so much. Oh, man. I love the band Traffic from the 70s. The rock, you know, the low spark of high heel boys. Do you know that album? I don't really know that. No, I'm upset. I just love that album. Oh, so it's like uh, Steve Winwood and friends. Like, oh, Steve Winwood so sings Higher Love, correct? He also, yeah, this was before his solo career. Uh, he was in this band Traffic in the 70s. Low Spark of High Heel Boys. Highly recommend. Love it so much. Um, what other band? There's so many. I'm so excited. I bought so many concert tickets uh, this last like. Who's two your favorite weeks, right now? now? Probably I'm listening to a lot of Bahamas. Do you know the that guy from Canada? Bahamas. No, um, what style is what music is this? <laughs> it's like electronica, rock. Oh, okay. Punk, fun. Um, and uh, I love the band Black Moth Super Rainbow. They're like funky, weird vocoder, electronica, but also rock. And oh, Joe, I'm gonna. Are you a club kid? Do you like you a lot of EDM? I love all music. I love all music. And if I can dance to it, probably I love it more, but all the music, you know, I'm realizing Katie, I've never party with you. I want to like go out with a group of comedians <laughs> and I want to see Katie like a couple hours after a show. Do you, are you a drinker or not really? Uh, it depends if I like who I'm with, if I trust who I'm with and if I know how I'm going to get home. And it's not okay. an Uber. Ubers creep me out. I don't I don't trust the Ubers. But if All someone right, so I know, if I can walk to where I'm going or get home, then yeah. They got, those are the conditions. That got <laughs> All right. No, those are smart. You're a very safe person. Why don't you if have a house a party? party? Bus, okay. <laughs> you have a party at your house. There's nothing safer than that. Uh, you put away grandma's china behind you there so it doesn't get <laughs> shattered or anything like that. Because I, after a certain amount of Jameson shots, I will be throwing those think plates those little dinner plates like saucers that's what they're for right cool all right so now you're gonna have a party at some time i'm gonna i'm gonna after the podcast is over with we're setting a date i'm thinking really? mid-august okay we're going out to the miner's house okay all right if you could have a last meal not if you could but what you say you're on death row what's your last meal oh joe there is an there is a museum in uh florence arizona and that's one of the uh, displays. That's one of the exhibits is a list of all of the last meals of all of the death row inmates from this giant. Oh, it's so strange um, and haunting. If I had a last meal, well, obviously I'd want to postpone death as much as possible. So what takes the longest to eat like crab legs, I guess? Uh <laughs> That's a good wanna, one. <laughs> I want to live. Uh. <laughs> Any kind of shellfish. You know what's hilarious about that? There was a TV show called Saving Hope on Fox. It only ran for like three okay. seasons. It's a funny show. It's The plot of it basically is this woman is on death row and she's trying to like stave off execution. So she escapes <laughs> and she escapes and immediately like oh. gets impregnated by this random dude who's like an 18 year old kind of like dopey, awkward guy. And okay. so she's pregnant. They're not going to execute a pregnant woman. But then after she gives birth, she's trying to think of more ways to, again, not be executed. So for her last meal, she requested the shamrock shake and the McRib. And in the episode, it was funny because the one like warden or whatever was like, damn, those are hardly, those are seldom on the menu at the same time. So I say they'd be like, wait for the McDonald's to have them both on the menu at the same time. Oh. That was obviously, which I don't think has ever happened, but I always thought that was like really clever writing. 
That's very clever. I would just want it. I don't know. I care more about who I was eating with really than what it would be. Um, All right. So I kind of got a sense on how you're going to rank number five here. Question number five, final question. This is the first time I'm doing this one, but I think I like, I want to make it kind of a staple rank in order one through four of these four categories. What's best to worst one being the best four being the worst Uh, food, sleep, sex or taking a really good dump rank oh, so... one through four one through four because those are all pretty great things well you need to do them all to really yeah you do that's why it's tough person right that's why it's a tough one there's if no I, if, I made, if i threw a random stupid one in there that's not fun <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean to you clearly are doing the work you're doing I didn't roll out of bed and just fucking throw these questions out there. You no, know, you looked me up hours. on Twitter. There's lots of research that has gone into this. Respect. Can you say them again? Okay. In, in any order you want. Food. By the way, I'm noticing that when you turn your head, you sound so much better in your oh. microphone lapel. You've, I think the audio is going to be fine overall, listeners. But if you're listening and you notice, there's certain times when she sounds, Katie sounds really, really good. I've noticed it's because you're turning your head right into the little mic on your uh, headphones there. Anyhow, only took me to the end of the podcast to realize that. You're good. Don't worry about it. And if, if the audio is bad, then I'll just, I'll, I'll end your career. You know, um, <laughs> I'm kidding, Katie. So rank in order, food, sleep, sex, taking a really good dump. Food, sleep, sex. And again, there's no right or wrong to any of this because these change all the time depending on mood. Right? I'll make you feel better. Today. today, Oh, you're going to tell me yours first? I was going to say just for an example, like today, sleep is definitely number one on my list. Right? Uh because, you know, as much as I like sex, I, I need I need eight hours of sleep. I don't want eight hours of sex. Eight hours of sex is way too much. You know, you'd be exhausted. You, you'd need sleep for 20 hours after eight hours of sex. So sleep would be my number one in the way I'm feeling now because I'm tired. But ask me two days from now, if I'm all horned up a little bit, I might be like, sex <laughs> is great. I'm going to go. I, I need that, you know. So that helps you with your rankings. There you go. I'm still laughing about when you and Kristen Toomey talked about, would you ever go on stage like slightly uh, hard, whatever the equivalent of that is for a clip? Oh, that was, would I go on with a full on? That was and hysterical. Would she go on wet? Or half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would it have to be half? Well, I'd, I would whatever, definitely whatever, go on half because you, you look said. great. Yeah. As a dude, because then the people in the crowd are like, is he like that all the time? Or is he a little bit? Maybe he just... Maybe that's just him, him. That's his walking around dick, right? That's what they're thinking. Or they're walking thinking maybe he's around. slightly aroused. That was right? very funny. If you haven't listened to that episode, listen to that. Um, <laughs> oh, I want all of those things right now. Come on, Katie. Are you like nervous that people are going to like judge you for the, your order? Because I know you want to say taking a really good dump is your number one. We know that about no, you, Katie. because I did. It's not thrilling. I mean, I've never been thrilled to. Uh, see, I'm thinking of one where you're like, "Oh, I need to get this out of me," and then once it's out, <laughs> you're like, "Oh yeah, that was." You know what the funny thing is? All that of the three sex before. <laughs> <laughs> get it out of me already. <laughs> see, all I realized too about these. And yeah, this is the first, I feel bad because you're the guinea pig for this question. I've never asked this question before. All the other questions I've asked you, I've asked other guests in. Oh, 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 Joe, I have it. All right. I have it. So it's just, it's like, uh, it's like a, it's like a third date. It would be like food. It would be food. Uh, what'd you call it? Taking a dump. (laughs) Food. Dump. Sex, sleep. There you go. So sleep number four on your list of one through four. Okay. On, but you that, still, obviously on you this sleep. Tuesday, on this Tuesday, the 29th day of June. 
There you go. Uh, so it's been said, so it's been written. It's now law. It Alpha is now law. Omega. Katie, it was Hunger so much games. fun to have you on the podcast. I'd love to have you on again. You know what I want to talk next time I have you on because I didn't get there was I did a little homework because uh, it was fun to get in, getting to know you too. I've always had fun talking to you at shows and stuff like that, but I feel like I got to know you a little bit better now. And I'm and we're I'm I'm speaking on behalf of my listeners. We're all so happy that you are doing better since COVID and all that kind of Me stuff. Me too. Thank you, uh, yes, that's great news. But next time you're on, I want to get the story about because your dad sounds amazing. Your dad surprised you guys with a trip to Paris just on a whim. You thought yeah. you were going somewhere else, and you he took you to Paris. Yep, it's a great dad. Maybe I'll have you stick around for like I'll have you on another time. Maybe we could, or I could hit you up during the week and get you on for Patreon, and you could tell that story. Oh yeah, that I'd sounds love amazing. To. Heck yeah, he's crazy. He got yeah, that was a particularly fun one, but he crazy. All right, Katie. Well, where can people like follow you since you're so secret with your social media? Is there any one spot where you're like, hey, if you're a fan and you want to see where I'm going to perform next, here's where I give my show, my tour dates and all that? I would love, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Katie Miners. You can follow me on Instagram. Other people tag me all the time and put photos of me up, which is awesome. Please keep doing that. Uh, I might, you know, use uh, Twitter again eventually. Um, they can see me uh thursday night at the ashbury if they want to and friday night at the lincoln lodge if they want to uh yeah. both uh ashbury's in willowbrook and lincoln lodges in chicago yep. uh in bucktown which is uh, i love the lincoln lodge i'm a big fan of it so if you guys are in the chicago area check out katie at the lincoln lodge or uh, ashbury's a nice spot too out there in the burbs katie thanks so much for doing the podcast everyone thanks for listening this has been the joe kilgallen podcast cheers <laughs>